welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. All right, welcome back to the Defender Podcast. Today is August 9th, 2023, and I'm Ruth Morton. Excited to be coming to you today from Birmingham, Alabama, the hot town of Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I think if you're living in the United States right now, you are under an oppressive heat wave and we are just kind of moving from one air conditioned space to another. And I'm thankful to be sitting in an air conditioned studio today uh, to share this podcast with you today. We're going to uh, we're going to go back to an interview that I did back in the summer, uh, back in a couple of months ago in June at the Southern Baptist Convention with Josh Benton. Uh, Josh is vice president of Send Relief, which is uh, the mercy ministry arm of the North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so uh, Send Relief has responsibility for things like disaster relief and uh, ministry to women in crisis pregnancies and, uh, and, and adoption and orphan care are all part of uh, the ministry of Send Relief. And, uh, and we have been incredibly privileged to be partnered with them, uh, for the last several years. Josh actually sits on our national board, uh, and, and we have a strong partnership with Send Relief. You can actually, if you're in a Southern Baptist church, uh, your church is going to be, uh, receiving information this fall, uh, about some co-branded resources that Lifeline is putting together with Send Relief to serve churches in the area of orphan care and adoption. And so, um, definitely if you're a pastor or a church leader, uh, or if you have connections to a pastor or a church leader in Southern Baptist life, um, please ask them to check out the things that Send Relief is, is releasing this fall because we think they're going to be uh, incredibly helpful to uh, to all 45,000 Southern Baptist churches. But before we get to this conversation with Josh, um, I want to also talk to you about the Run for One. The Run for One is our annual 5K that raises funds for Lifeline's Global Orphan Care Ministry. Um, through this ministry, children are receiving love and care, enrolling in schools, learning life skills, and hearing the hope of the gospel. You can join with others in Birmingham on September the 9th, or you can take advantage of the run where you are option and run or walk anywhere in the world. Um, over the course of the years, we've had people run in dozens of countries and every state in uh, in the United States. And so you can join us that way. Though you can join us on August the 17th for a free webinar at noon central time where you can learn about having uh, kind of a collective run where you are and learn more about the ministry of our global orphan care ministry. Or you can visit run for one. 5k.org. That's run for one O-N-E, the number five K.org. Run for one spelled out number five K.org to find more and, and to find a registration link for you to get connected. We hope that all of you will consider being a part of that incredible opportunity to run on September 9th. Um, 
I just want to say is, as we begin this conversation with Josh Benton, Josh is an incredible guy. He's an adoptive dad. He uh, served in the Bevan administration in Kentucky. He's he's done a lot of um, a lot of really significant things, but um, most of all, he's he's a guy that loves Jesus and uh, and has has given his life to um, to serving vulnerable people. And so, this was a fun conversation to sit down with a dear friend, and uh, I hope that you'll be informed and you'll be challenged, uh, and and that you'll be edified by uh, by our conversation. So again, one of the things that we really love about the Southern Baptist Convention is the opportunity to be able to sit down with friends and uh, and catch up and talk. And and one of the people that has become uh, a, a great friend in ministry and, and in life is uh, is Josh Benton. Josh is uh, vice president with Sin Relief and uh, a partner ministry partner of ours. And uh, Sin Relief is the is the arm of the. Uh, of the North American Mission Board, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention that oversees all of kind of mercy ministry, disaster relief, um, the, the, the pieces of the way that Southern Baptists are engaged um, in the U.S. And, and, um, and so uh, Josh also has, has uh, taken a role and, and a place with Lifeline as part of our national board. And, and so we are, um, so we're yoked up pretty That's close right. together That's in ministry. Right. And, uh, and so I'm just, I'm really privileged to have the opportunity to sit down and Josh, thanks for, oh, for joining us. And thank um, you, Rick. It's, it's been a, Real privilege and joy to work with Lifeline and and you guys do it at a much more granular level than Sin <laughs> Relief and we need partners like that that are you know working through adoption and foster care and orphan care issues that that we can point churches to and so uh, we're thankful for the partnership. Well, it's you know it's it's been it, it's been neat to um, as we've walked through this from from the ministry side of it to try to figure out ways that Lifeline and Sin Relief can work together and complement each other. But right. um, but man, I I have just appreciated getting to know you yeah. and and getting to know more of your story and your family and 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 so the issue of. Um, you know, care for vulnerable children. The issue of adoption is is not something that's arm's length from from you and your Very family. Personal. It's 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 part of your story. <laughs> and, right. and so, and maybe yeah. Why don't you just kind of yeah. kind of tell a little bit of of your story and 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 how you know how God moved you and your family in this area? No, thanks. Even before we had children, we fostered, hmm. and it was. Um, I was a, a student pastor working at a church doing student missions ministry. And there was a young man in my student ministry whose parents were kind of out of the picture. Mm. And so we um, we welcomed him into our home for a few years. So we were 25 years old, taking care of a 13, 14, <laughs> 15 year old. And so that was uh, he made it through. We made it there through. He, you know, he graduated <laughs> from high school. He's got a good job now. We yeah. look back at that and it's like. <laughs> We had no idea what we were doing, um, but as soon as that was wrapped up, we yeah. knew we wanted to like for our the permanency of our family. Yeah. We wanted to start our family with adoption, and so um, our first child uh, was adopted from Ethiopia, and then uh, a couple years later we had a biological daughter, and uh, and then we adopted again after that. Um, so our first child was six months old when he mm -hmm. came home from Ethiopia. Uh, like I said, then our daughter a couple years later, and we started the adoption process in Haiti. Yep. And um, our son came home when he was six and a half years yep. old. 
And so that that was a long process uh, from uh, Haiti. And so two different experiences yeah. even now. Um, so you fast forward four, 13 years later, we have a, a thir- our oldest is 13 and Man. 12, 11, and then a four-year-old yeah. romping around. And so, um, yeah, but adoption and foster care, orphan care has always been something that's been a part of our family's yeah. DNA. Um, I think when my wife and I were dating, mm-hmm. uh, she said, just, I want you to know, um, if we get married, <laughs> we're going to adopt. And, um, and so I knew what I was getting into that's awesome. and, um, and just God used that to open my heart and eyes to the need here in the States and around the world. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, the, the part of your story and, and you guys as a couple stepping out into foster care at that early, you know, stage of marriage and, and all that. And, and, and it, it really does underscore the fact that there's, you know, we say very casually, there's nobody that's too anything <laughs> to, to do this. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too, you know, too busy or, or whatever else there you're and And that's, that's kind of, you know, you guys were a, sort of the living example of that. Well, we obviously weren't prepared, uh, <laughs> but um, man, God stirred in our heart and yeah. just said, here is a need. You can, for this specific moment in time, you can take care of this need. Yep. And we didn't always know what we were doing. We had a lot of good advice from people who mm-hmm. had raised and were raising teenagers to, to walk us through that. So that support was necessary that gave us insight into what to do and what not Mm -hmm. to do and so um but no it was just it was a moving of the spirit in our hearts that just said here is a need we can help in this area and we're just going to jump in and do it and trust god to take us and i i think you know that kind of in a in a large way weirdly sort of is speaks to you know a lot of the work that we do collaboratively That's between right. lifeline and sin relief right. and, and where we've kind of you know found ourselves in in ministry and professionally That's is right. is trying to provide resources and make resources accessible to families and churches that are that are trying to step in and be obedient and and live out the call of James 127 and you know your story of those people coming around and and bringing that you know that support and that you know that help and that coaching and all those kind of things those are those are necessary vital sorts of things that that for those of us that are you know walking through this we we need people that are doing that but we need people in in many cases are doing a whole lot more that's right than that you know as as well and so um what has the platform that you've been given through what you do professionally in you know leading this segment of ministry of sin relief what what has that afforded the opportunity for you know for you to be able to help build and do and and create to support adoptive and foster families yeah that's good so the primary mission of Sin Relief is to help churches directly engage in mercy ministry, compassion ministry. So, you know, we work in a lot of different areas, crisis, refugees, you know, basic community poverty type ministries. But, you know, protecting families and children is one of our key focus areas right. of ministry. And we want to help the church engage and in a meaningful way. Um, we as a our family is often asked about adoption and foster care and if you know in terms of people asking for counsel and things right. like that and what we all often say is you know james 127 doesn't call everyone to adopt right it's some right he yep. does 
but he does call everyone to do something. Right. And specifically, he calls the church to do something. So, you know, you look at all the different areas of ministry that Sin Relief is involved in. One that touches every community where there is a church is that there are vulnerable families, there are vulnerable parents, there are vulnerable children, there are children that need homes either temporarily or permanently. And within our churches, there are families right. that can care at some level. So maybe it's someone to step in and adopt. So we want to help recruit, foster and adoptive parents. But we also want to equip the church to care for those who take that step. Right. Um, we um, we are also very involved with, you know, we have two ministry centers mm -hmm. uh, out of our 20 that are actually child placement agencies, one in Puerto Rico and one in southern Georgia and Valdosta. Yeah. And, you know, so they are they're counseling the biological families. Right. But they're also helping equip the church to care for foster kids, but also the biological families right. to try to point towards reunification if possible. But um, the 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 circumstance of the church, you know, if a church has a family that is adopted or mm -hmm. fostered and the church really needs to wrap their arms around that family. Right. Um, the I'll just say, you know, there's there's a lot of perceived heroism yeah, right. in, in adoption yeah. and foster care, but in the truth is it's really, really hard. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing, but it's on some level, it's only possible because of brokenness. Yeah. And that child, the, those parents are bringing that brokenness into that relationship yeah. and need help. And the church can can is equipped to come alongside those families and support and encourage right. them like no other like no other group of people exactly. anywhere in in our community That's and exactly right. and i think you know and and i think there are the 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 reality is that that those families that are in our churches that that are that are fostering that are you know that have adopted um they're probably most of them not throwing their hands up yeah. telling us about their needs yeah. um now there's you know a lot of different Churches and ministries call them different things, yep. care communities, you know, it, you know, so just support groups. Um, but, you know, if if a family ha has a biological child, mm -hmm. there's going to be a small group, a Sunday school class, something they're going to they're going to set up meals. They're right. going to, you know, flood them with gifts and things like that. You know, the church should move in a very similar fashion when someone's fostering or adopting. Yep. And um and there's bonding that needs to take place there that, you know, it's that between that new family and that it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. And they just, those families need support and the church from a very biblical and loving way um, can, can take that circumstance and from everything from providing meals to, you know, just providing a, a space that's safe right. for families who are in this, together right. to just sit and talk right and help them realize they're not crazy right because <laughs> some of the things you you're, you're going through you've no one else knows other than the people who've gone through it and so mm -hmm. just providing that space uh where people can can talk and and, and share what's going on and have some empathetic ears mm -hmm. um it's it, it's really not some grand strategy or plan right it's really simple practical things right. that help that family you know i i think back to when when i was a kid um there was a there was a family in our church that um 
had a little girl that was that was born with some pretty significant special needs. And um, and it was and it was one of those stories where, you know, it was a later in life pregnancy for the family and they they knew. Yeah. They knew they knew before she was born right. that there were going to be some, you know, some pretty significant needs. And and one of the things that like I get a little choked up even, you know, even yeah. thinking about this story about there were ladies in our church that for years um, continued to go to their home weekly to 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 help exercise and wow. and like provide physical therapy yeah um and and do what they could to pitch in and and you know and, and i think the thing that we don't see sometimes with with foster families and adoptive families is the need is sometimes not as evident that's right as something like that story that's where exactly right. you know you could see the the physical need we could understand it we could know how to respond to it but it's it's no less needed for the church to respond and 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 we i love the fact that you guys champion the fact that you're calling churches calling southern baptist churches to raise up the and 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 really have a dna that's that's pointed around that kind of support and and it's all very it's all in scripture right (laughs) you look at the first institution that god created you know before societies before governments before the church was the family and um and when that dynamic is broken churches are going to suffer communities are going to suffer that nations suffer when that dynamic is broken and so that is a very it's a fundamental way that the church can yes care for people and families and souls we want to point them always to christ Mm -hmm. but you know you you look at a lot of the struggles that are going on in culture and things like that all at the family dynamic so you can have a very macro and micro impact by supporting Mm -hmm. families who are fostering and adopting as there's one thing you said there you know a lot of kids that um have gone through i say all kids who have gone through the foster care system or have been adopted have experienced trauma right and that's you can't always tell by looking right and and you get some you know some behaviors because of that you Mm -hmm. get some different bonding challenges the ability to make friendships and meaningful relationships and you know churches can be a a support of just showing a tremendous amount of grace right (laughs) right that you know if, if if the more they can just be empathetic and see, okay, there's something going on here. Maybe offering to, hey, can I, can, can that child stay with us for a couple hours mm-hmm. so mom and dad can go out to eat and have a conversation? Right, right. <laughs> and so it's, there's all different kinds of ways that can help. But I think sometimes people see those dynamics in one, they may think everything's fine. Right. Like they're here, they're smiling, everybody's right. dressed nice, they, they right. look like they're okay. Um, or, they see some behaviors out of the child or something like that. And like, oh, this, I thought this kid was doing really good. Well, they they are all things considered, but right. they're dealing with a lot. Right. And they're trying to overcome a lot. Right. So the more the church can show grace and 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 compassion in that circumstance and providing for some practical needs, it's a huge encouragement to families. Yeah. Man, that's that's great. And I, I love the the way that um, 
the sin relief continues to to just look for those practical ways to be able to provide resources and and uh, definitely want to encourage folks if you're not aware of the things that sin reliefs do and if you're not aware of the podcast and the resources and the things that you guys are, are making available yeah. i want to make sure that we're you know we're telling the folks that are yeah. um that are that are friends of lifeline that you know that you need to be friends of sin relief yeah, because, because we're we're sharing a lot of resources exactly back and right. forth but there are there are things you guys have and are bringing to bear and and things that are that are not you know kind of in the lane of things that we do and and definitely want to make sure that you know I, people in churches are going there i appreciate that i mean one the partnership makes perfect sense because yeah. there's more there's more work right. to go around <laughs> than any of us can handle right and so the more of us who are like-minded and we're focused on the gospel yeah. that can join together on this uh, like this effort and this ministry is what needs to happen yeah but when it comes to resources you're absolutely right i mean we have a podcast that Lynette Zell yeah. um, leads and and it's it, amazing it, by it, the yeah. way like I, I'll just go ahead and say yeah. it like it's a it's she, an incredible gift it's it's she goes in all kinds of different directions right. and talks about a variety of things but all of them you know one from how churches pastors can set the culture mm-hmm. within their church mm-hmm. to care uh, for vul- the vulnerable families to some very practical things and then some very formal trainings yeah. that we do. Uh, we just released some training modules on our website yeah. that kind of are the entry level to get into ministry. Yeah. But then, as you were saying, we promote some lifeline resources yeah. to help churches go deeper. If, yeah. if there's a particular type of adoption mm-hmm. foster care ministry a church would like to start. Um, two, going on mission trips right. to a couple of our ministry centers that are working with uh, orphans or kids in foster care that um, that they want to go on and they want to experience that to see um, ministry that is really it's it's trauma informed yeah. it's it's careful to to as we're caring for those uh, kids and families they can go and experience that participate in it um, so a, a wide variety of opportunities for for churches to get engaged so uh, Josh if you were to to just say to people that are out there that are in the church that are already they're already doing this they're already they're fostering they're adopting they're respite care providers they're surrounding a family they're they're doing something to to live responsive to james 127 and you just have the opportunity to pick up you know a cup of coffee with them in a minute and encourage them what would you say to them first thing i'd say is very simple is it's worth it yeah then don't lose sight that it's worth it Hmm. um i i think sometimes when when things get a little challenging we we look at it as this like this cross to bear that you know mm-hmm. we're taking on and that's not it at all i mean there's we have to remind ourselves of the joy and it's mm-hmm. just like it's just it's parenting parenting's yep. hard yep and when you throw in uh, adoption or foster care it's, mm-hmm. it just changes a lot of dynamics yeah but it's worth it yep and just like with all of our kids our ultimate we're stewards and no matter what their background is or what they've got going on, we want to point them to Christ yep. and and hopefully, you know, lead them to a, a point where they're going to be uh, fertile soil to receive uh, the gift of salvation. Um, so it's it's with all the different things that could be going on. It's not to lose sight of mm-hmm. that that primary thing. Yes, we're called in Scripture to do it. Um, but we're also called to do it to provide a child a loving family but to also to point them to christ yep. and it's um 
but just to encourage them yeah. and and to also don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. Sometimes it can be lonely mm. uh, to be uh, a parent um, who is a, is a, is a fostering or has adopted. Mm. It can feel lonely, but it's you know. Hopefully you can seek out relationships of others and uh, that are that are in your shoes and and share experiences and just and talk through what you're what you're going through as a parent. And uh, that community is is so important. And um, and for churches, hopefully they can pro help provide that type yeah. of community. And this has been a great conversation. Yeah. Um, and and here's the thing, folks. I know we can have it again because I know where to find Josh. <laughs> That's right. right. That's like right. we, uh, you know, as I said, one of the one of the incredible privileges we have is for Josh to serve on our national board and to be a part of the things that Lifeline's doing. And so we will we will definitely make an appointment to come back and talk more. Yeah, and I'd love to. Um, and but uh, but I but I want to say again, if if you're not aware of the resources that Sin Relief has put out um, and the things that they continue to do um go to sinrelief.org mm -hmm. and it's everything's there it's easy yeah, to right find there on our resources a, tab and yeah. you can find all all kinds of things yeah and it's 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 literally a, a gold mine for uh for families and in, in churches and and so um if you if you haven't been there and uh and and kind of pick that clean go there and do it yeah, yeah thank you for that and we uh we've got a great team um who does that you know trevin wax is, leads our resource and research team yep. at NAM, and he, he and his team are fantastic at developing high quality resources that the church needs. And yep. so the, the things that we we see there, yeah, we have experts in our on our team that contribute to that. But but Trevin and his team are just fantastic and put out really high quality resources. Yeah. And I can say Trevin's one of my favorite people That's in the world. Right. So I, I love I love the work that he does and what he leads there. And and uh, he's uh, he's a he's an incredible part of your team. Yes, he is. And so, well, Josh, thanks. Yeah, thank and you, Rick. We will. Um, and, and, you know, folks continue to um, to just hang in there and right. continue to, you know, continue to serve, be encouraged. Um, and if we can help, let us know. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.